Market picks his pocket. In on Fane, the shot he Let's check out some top shelf talent. Off the bar and in over the glove hand. Another rifle shot up to the upper right hand corner. That's a beautiful goal right there. Holy smokes. Top shelf. As we explore first round potential. From the Halifax Mooseheads, Nathan McKinnon. McKinnon through traffic. McKinnon goes down the shot. Craig, we're starting with top shelf talent as per usual, and we're going with Jack Quinn, a right winger from Ottawa, ranked sixth on the Craig's list. And you have him a bit higher than some other lists I've seen. What makes you so high on him? I think I might know the answer, but give it to me anyway. Well, you know, I, I, I think he's the best goal scorer in this draft. And, you know, second to that, Dean, is also as you watch a player over a period of time, you know, continuously, you know, develop in, in, in certainly uh, what I would call critical areas, but also as you see this expansion of his game. And and with that expansion of his game, there becomes this greater confidence. And and it's a, a, a you hear me say this about the vicious circle. And now he, he realizes that like, okay, I'm a good athlete, but there's some things I got to work on. There's some things I have to allow with respect to maturity uh, to, to, to occur. But but now you start to see all those things intersecting. And so now when you watch Jack and you're watching him play the game and you're seeing him, you know, not only score goals, but how he scores goals. And, and you know, there's been, and Dean, you know this from, from many, many years of watching really good players. You know, you, you score at, at the levels below the NHL and junior hockey and you can score. But to do it at the National League level, there's certain elements that you need to be able to do. Obviously, you have to have quick hands. You have to have a good release. But you have to be able to understand that the checking is going to be tighter, that your space is going to be uh, a lot smaller. You're not going to have as much time for a windup. And, and then you have to understand where those openings are. And so when I watch Jack Quinn and I call him the best goal scorer in the draft, it's not just what he's done in, in junior hockey, it's what I feel he'll do in the National Hockey League because he has all those elements and he has those uh, areas of his game where he not only knows where the right spot is, but he gets there at the right time. He, he doesn't need uh, a big windup to get a shot off. He can get it off with traffic in, in front of him and he can get it through the, the smallest of spaces. And he's not a one-trick pony. He's not, he's not a goal scorer that comes down the wing and blasts it past you. Or, you know, he can only score off the rebounds. He, he can score in so many different ways. And when you watch him again, he didn't play with Marco Rossi five-on-five. Five. You know, he did at times, but he played with him on the power play. So it wasn't as if he was a player that was benefiting from Marco Rossi or Marco Rossi benefited from Jack Quinn. Yes, they did at different points in, in time when they were together, but this is a player that kills penalties. He plays in, 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 in games that are heavy and hard. He plays in a skilled game. He plays in a fast game. And to me, when, when you watch that type of a player, it just screams National Hockey League. And, he, and he's also a really good goal. He's also a really good playmaker, which – also helps him be a better goal scorer because now defenders can't play him in the same way. You can't just play him to do one thing because he can do multiple things. 
Yeah, no doubt. And he's always been a goal scorer, uh, as you mentioned. And, you know, even at 16, he had 12 goals in the OHL, which is a good accomplishment, but then explodes with 52 in 62 games this year. You mentioned uh, kind of that confidence and that cycle of once a player realizes he can do it, his his play improves. You know, that obviously was a big reason. But but what else did you see really improve in his game where he was able to go from 12 to 52 goals? Well, I, I, I think that he always he always had the skill. He always had skills in his game. But it, it, it's a completely different thing to be able – to, to take your game and and, and, and and physically be able to handle the challenges. So w- when you talk about leaning in on somebody and, you, you know, you, you might be doing the right thing, but you, but you don't have quite the strength in your lower body or in your leverage or, you know, in, in your upper body to hold off defenders. So despite the fact you're going to the right areas, you're just not quite physically strong enough at that point in time. And so when, when you talk about him going from 12 goals to 52, it, it wasn't that he didn't have the athletic ability. He didn't have the physical maturity. Hmm. This was a player that, that wasn't, you know, ahead of his uh, uh, maturation uh, stage. Like he, he was, he was, you know, probably just in the normal range of where you get stronger and a year passes and you're able to do more physically. So that's why when I talk about a player that has to get to the right areas and has to challenge in the right ways, you might not be able to do it at a certain stage because you might not have the strength. But once you do get that strength, you're going to be able to assert yourself a little bit better and you're going to be able to take advantage a little bit better. And and that's where I talk about that vicious circle. Well, now you've been trying to do this and you might not have been able to do it as successfully as you wanted to, but you were doing all the right things. And now as you become stronger and more physically mature, now you're able to do it. Now there's more confidence. And, you know, uh, Martez St. Louis, the Hall of Famer, you know, just a great player. You know, he talks about, you know, without the struggle, you can never get better. Hmm. But what are you struggling with? Are you struggling with, you know, like, like if you're not a good skater and you're struggling, it, it, like, yeah, you can work on it. But if, if you don't have those elements, you're never going to be able to get up to, to speed. But the struggle is about as you move up levels and you're going, okay, those players are stronger. I've never had to play against players that strong. How do I handle it? And it, again, it goes back to my commentary that the vast majority of mistakes in the NHL draft are on size. You overestimate the bigger player and you underestimate the smaller player. And it's not just height, it's strength. Oh, look at that guy who got pushed off the puck. Yeah, that's okay. He got pushed off the puck, but at least he was in the fight to be pushed off of it. I see bigger guys that are never even close to the fight. And they and, and so because they're stronger, they can hold somebody off. Well, in the National Hockey League, you don't get that benefit. And that's why some of those bigger players fail and don't have success, even though they had success at the lower levels. So when I watched Jack, it, it, it was it was all the things that you want to see in a town. And that's why you you watch and you watch and you watch. And it's not about, well, you know, I didn't see him do anything. What were you looking for? Were you looking for the score sheet to see if he scored two goals? Or were you looking for the things that could determine, hey, listen, with a little bit more strength, a little better quickness and, and, and with strength, that quickness will come. He will score because he does these things. That's what I saw in Jack. 
Well, when you have 52 goals, you're doing it from a lot of different spots. Um, a lot of the things I saw in him was he's able to sneak in behind the D in that neutral zone and and bust in all the way. And and I also thought thought he did a really good job of, you know, he, maybe he he gets a shot away or he passes the puck and he doesn't just stay there. He goes to the next spot. The puck bounces there. He has a tap in. Some people think tap ins are easy. Well, you have to be in that area. So it seems like he has pretty good anticipation. I think you nailed the word. I, I, that's exactly the word I would use, Dean. And, you know, the, the game is is fluid, right? So, you know, you know, Walter Gretzky always told Wayne, don't go where the puck is, go to where it's going to be. And and that's that's what that's what good players do. That's what great players do. They understand, you know, wh- where they have to be, like and to be open. Like I see a lot of players race to a spot. But just because you race there and you're open doesn't mean it's the right spot. You yeah. also have to be able to get to the right spots. And that's what Jack does. You know, I, my comparable type for him is David Pasternak. And yeah. as you just described Jack Quinn and what you've seen in him, that's David Pasternak. How did he end up on the back door? Okay, always oh, he's high here. Oh, there he is low in that other corner. And and, and it's that constant. And, and what you're, you're not only anticipating the play – you're also keeping opponents off balance by moving into dangerous areas where you become more difficult to mark. That's the, that, that's the key to being a real good goal scorer. Yeah, and, and this is a guy who, you know, he's really quick off the line. But we've talked about guys like that that weren't able to gear down and change that pace and maybe, you know, slow it up a little bit. This is a guy who seems to have – does he have that ability? I, I saw that a little bit in his game on some of the video I watched. Yeah, absolutely he does. And and that's a, and, and, and so let's take it back a step and talk about his goal scoring. So he's got a really good release. He, he can score from 35, 40 feet because he's got that release. Now, it becomes much, much more difficult to score from that distance in the National Hockey League. It's just that's the fact of the matter. But when you watch him in junior hockey, so now because he can score from 35 feet, a defender now has to, has to respect that. So now if you give him that space, he can beat you. But if you but if you get up in there, he can also beat you with that change of pace. He can also so now a defender is like, okay, how do I play him? Do I get up on him? Do I lay off a little bit? Because he can beat you in multiple ways. That's that's why when I use the term, he's not a one trick pony. That's what makes him so dangerous. And to me, when when you watch him in the game, and, and the other area that he uses it so exceptionally well, and Andre Chordney, uh, Team Canada's World Junior coach for the 21 uh, World Junior Tournament, he uses a penalty killing. He uses them in, in close games because he knows Jack has that anticipatory skill. And, and he also understands that he can be quick to close off a gap because he recognizes where those offensive opportunities may be coming against him. So not only is he really good on the offensive side, he's really good on the defensive side as well. Deficiencies in his game. What, what does he need to, to continue to work on uh, as he improves? Well, uh, you, you know, we have this, this conversation uh, on just about every player. I, I'll be straightforward. I, I see only developmental areas in his game that he, you know, the strength, the maturity, you know, getting up to the pace of, of the next level and, and going from there. I, I, I don't see I don't see any deficiencies in his game. This is a serious message. Craig Button joins us on the ultimate franchise fantasy sports hotline. 
become a scout and make money while providing prospects to the ultimate franchise hockey league. What you talking about, mister? Pay that man his money. I'm your huckleberry. Check out the details at www.uffsports.com. It's serious. I like it a lot. I said we got a winner. Yeah. UFFS, you own the game.